You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast season three, how to find a remote job. So if you're a highly skilled human ready to ditch the office and the clutches of the commute and instead work for an awesome company right from your kitchen table or a co-working space or wherever in the world, you're going to love this season. I've created the ultimate resource bursting with actionable tactics and tips for finding a remote job, as well as a smooth transition to the remote work style so that you can enjoy more freedom and flexibility in your work and in your life. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, marketing strategist and consultant, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work obsessed. Let's get started. Well, hey, how's it going? Oh my gosh, it is super hot here today in Mexico. The temperature has increased by about two or three degrees on average, and you can really feel it. My blood pressure dropped. I've been so tired all week. And I've been self-medicating with Milky Way bars. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but that's what I'm doing. Anyway, so welcome to this episode. This is a pretty cool episode because this is your first chance to get super creative and really show your personality and tech skills as well as your professional skills, experience, and qualifications. Okay, so it's all about creating the perfect remote job resume or CV. Now, if you're listening to this episode and think, wow, I would really love some personalized bespoke help with this, you can work with me one-on-one as well. And it's something I really enjoy doing. I actually offer 30-minute remote career consults. All you have to do to find out more and book is head over to stephanieholland.co forward slash career consult. And I would love to help you with all of this. Um, Also, in this week in the study pack, I share a real version of my CV template with you so that you can see how I position myself when applying for a remote role. Because, of course, everything I tell you is what I do. I'm sharing what I've learned and what works for me. So before we talk about format and layout, what exactly do you need to include in your resume or CV, whatever you call it, depending on where you live? Well, first of all, your profile photo. Now, a picture speaks a thousand words. And yes, as scary as it sounds, I do recommend putting a photo of yourself on your resume because it instantly shows confidence and personality and helps you stand out from the crowd. There's really something that clicks and lights up in someone's brain when they can put a face to a name. So as Rob Asgar says in his Forbes article, we now live in a visual multimedia age. But don't overthink this, okay? Give yourself five seconds to decide, then do it or don't do it. Now keep this a drama-free decision, okay? If it gives you gives you chills or you're worried about discrimination, don't do it, okay? Done. Just just put it to the side. But I think there's something so bold and unapologetic about showing up visually loud and proud. That's my personal opinion. And if there are companies that are going to discriminate anyway, they may as well discriminate against you before you even get the job, okay? Because being discriminated against in a job is really, I can tell you from firsthand experience, such a terrible experience. So I would actually um, rather put my photo up, you know, straight away and find out what kind of company they are. Second of all, obviously include your name. So include your first name and your last name. Keep this really simple. Then you want to include a summary of yourself, which is basically a three to five sentence overview of yourself and your career. So you can use this as your first chance to share your values, your desired career path, what's important to you and why, your vision of your career future and the kinds of companies and industries you've worked with, want to work with, and the kinds of clients and customers you've served and want to serve. It really just helps you create a snapshot of who you are, 
what you do and why. Then you want to make your, sure your contact information is really there and, and really clear and absolutely correct. So include your email address, your phone number with correct country code, your time zone, look up this officially on timeanddate.com, and your website or portfolio if you have one. Now, up until this point, all of these details will stay the same for every single application. So you can set up a template where these areas remain fixed and you just edit and adapt the rest of your information that we're about to walk through. So your job title. Now this will depend on what you're applying for. So sometimes I use a generic job title or role title like media strategist and communications planner. Other times I, write my, I might write product marketing strategist, community strategist or comm strategist depending on the role I'm applying for. All are true, I have a lot of experience and different companies have different labels for the same thing. So just make sure that your naming protocol is aligned with the role that you're applying for. Next up is your core skills. Now this is a really useful five to seven point uh, bullet point list of your core capabilities that create an at a glance impression of you and your skill set in seconds and is really useful since of course the digital age has turned us all into skim readers. Now I include my core competencies like marketing strategy, media strategy, communications planning, as well as skills relevant to the role I'm applying for. So this might be digital transformation strategy or remote culture strategy. Um, but, but think about which of the five to seven skills are the most relevant for the role you're applying for and bullet them. Then you want to include the three to five most relevant work experiences you've had that will position yourself as the ideal candidate for this role. Now, I have almost two decades of work experience in media and marketing alone, not including university internships and two roles in investment banking prior to all of this, um, including everything for me would be obviously a train wreck. Um, so I actually pick the three most relevant experiences that align with the skills and experience they're looking for in the role. And then I write a line underneath that says full work experience on LinkedIn. And then I hyperlink that to my LinkedIn profile uh, where they can see my full career history. And we're going to talk about the LinkedIn profile in more detail in an upcoming episode. But generally, I include um, as part of each experience, the role and the title, the dates, a summary of my accomplishments, um, and outputs specifically, and whether it was remote or not. Now, if you don't have remote experience, don't worry, you don't need it to apply for a remote role. You can actually position yourself as an ideal remote candidate in the cover letter, which I'm going to talk about in the next episode. I think, maybe a couple episodes from now. Now, focusing on the most relevant three to five work experiences, I mean, to be honest, I only ever really include three. It really keeps my CV looking sharp and neat um, and on one page. But most importantly, the hiring team don't have to sift through a ton of detail looking for my relevance for the role. Now, when you do this, you've already put it on a platter for them. So do what feels good to you. Three to five is fine. If you feel like this is too much of a radical departure from a your usual approach, take baby steps. Maybe reduce it from three pages to two. If you're already on two pages, reduce it to one. If you're including five work experiences, maybe, maybe narrow it down to three. Just experiment. Do what, what feels good for you. 
And then I think it's important to add three interesting things about you. Now, I add my degree, and then I usually mention my podcast and my books. So the three titles for me might be University of Edinburgh, podcaster, and author with a short description underneath and links to my podcast, links to my books, etc. And that's it. But basically, here are the golden rules for the kind of format and layout. Use a clean one-page template, and what you can do is head over to Canva and choose one of the resume templates over there. This makes it so easy. They are so good. They are already pre-formatted for you. You just need to throw in your own information. And then you can see also how much space you have to work with for all the different sections. Um, also, I think it's really good to edit and adapt for each role, as I've already mentioned. So make sure your resume is 100% relevant to each role you're applying for. I think it's much better to do one quality application a day than a scattergun approach and send every application the same information. And then also download your CV from Canva and send it as a PDF. And then you don't have to worry about Apple users, Microsoft users having to convert, you know, being able to see your um, either your pages doc or your Word doc, okay? That everybody can open and read a PDF quite easily. And then optionally, upload your, P your, your PDF CV to your website and create a pretty link. So mine might be something like stephanieholland.co slash CV. It isn't because I don't obviously want to keep my actual CV public. But if you can make pretty links, that actually makes you look quite tech savvy. Now we're gonna talk about how to look and demonstrate your tech savviness in a, in a in upcoming episode and this is one of the ways to do it but again it just means people can find your information easily and again you know it shows your tech prowess without having to tell people you're tech savvy now all of this that I've told you today shows a bit of thought and creativity so imagine the hiring manager surprised to get a colorful well laid out one-page CV with a photograph of you um, and a summary of your career history that, that's kind of cool, and that definitely slices through the boredom of plowing through 3,000-plus CVs. Now, over in the study pack, I've included my CV template as this episode's bonus. It's called Worksheet 12, so you can find it easily, so I don't muck up, muck up my worksheet naming convention. But um, So you can see exactly how I present myself, the template I use, which you can find directly in Canva very easily, and also, despite having 18 years' experience, how I confidently condense my information into an enticing order that arouses enough curiosity to invite an interview or at least click through to my LinkedIn profile. And again, at the end of the day, that's what the role of your CV is to get you to the first interview. Now, if you don't have the podcast pack, then you can grab a copy in the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 63. That was such a cool little short episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, that's it from me this week. I'll see you next week on Thriving Empire Live. But until then, keep living and working on your own terms so that you can build your career and the life you really want simultaneously. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a star rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.